Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. And we have a special guest on to discuss uh, episode six of season two, uh, chapter 14. Matt Zybasile, everybody. Hooray! Audience applause. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. How's it going, man? It's good. It's good. Um, it's Saturday, so, you know, life's good. Always positive. Yeah. It was raining here like crazy, and then it's kind of like the sun is coming out, so it's like, ah, a new hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're talking Mandalorian again, of course. Yeah, a great thing but, to talk about. Yeah. Um, we've, you know, we've been keeping up every week, and we're, you know, way more than halfway through the season. There's only two episodes left. Zevi, what have you been thinking about the season? Do you like it so far? Is it, like, living up to your expectations? I, yeah, I think it started a little slower. You wanted, I think, a little more to kind of pick up with the same action that the last season left us with. I mean, we didn't see... Um, I'm blanking on his name. The main bad guy. What's his name? Moff, oh, Gideon. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. We didn't see him until, what, the third or fourth episode? Yeah, and that was a hologram at best too. Right. So I was like, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's kind of a big reveal. Guy just shows up with the fucking dark saber, and you're like, give me more of that. Like, yeah. where's that going? Yeah. And then like, just kind of like doesn't even get really mentioned. So, but um, yeah, I mean, overall, it's been wildly entertaining, super fun. Um, definitely enjoying it. But we could dive more into that in a little bit yeah man uh this episode is crazy uh yeah (laughs) so uh what okay a few things just to say i i I really liked this episode i think it's good to um you know uh i don't know we should talk about the lengths of the episodes we've had talks about these about how they're different lengths that they're not bound to having to fill an entire hour block of television programming so they do have different lengths of episodes. This one was the shortest one so far. Definitely probably the shortest one of the season. It's a half hour. Um, it didn't feel like it, though. No, it doesn't. Well, there's no commercial <laughs> and, breaks, sure. Well, of course. Well, that's, even, that's true. Even then, like, I, I was just as satisfied, if not more, with this one you know, than I was of last week's, which was longer. Right. And, and like I think episode two was in the 30-minute range. Like Maybe it was like 39, and that one we were – all dissatisfied with right i think it's like because this episode was jam-packed and that one was like pretty slow you've got a big difference and like yeah we've talked about like the game of thrones uh you know model where it's 50 minutes plus but you've got so many storylines going on here like yeah they're finally doing they're checking in with other people and you've got like teases for you know like i love these like end credits tags of uh you know, checking in with the, the bad guys. Um, but, like, the other thing that I really think about is how the animated shows all were about 20 minutes themselves, 20, 25 minutes, and those will always always felt satisfying to me. So I, I feel like okay. as long as it's packed good, I'm okay with the shorter length. Okay. Um, do, do you feel, like, differently about that, that Matt? Do you feel like the, the episode lengths have affected this, the seasons or affected this show differently than other shows we've watched? Well, here's what I'll say. Overall, and this is something I think you guys have discussed and we've maybe even discussed together, is the show's fairly light on plot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think they're... It's getting better. It's getting better, yes, but it's still overall fairly light on plot. So I think... You know, <laughs> yes, I would love I would love more. I would love it to be 50 minutes or an hour each episode, but they're kind of spreading it out to fit yeah. these eight episodes in this kind of light plot. And, you know, each episode is kind of like one thing they go do, maybe two things. But it's like, I'm going to go do this. This is the episode. I'm going to go do yeah. that. That's the episode. Like, there's not much else woven into it. You know, it's not Game of Thrones where there is four or five different stories woven in. Um, and even the one story that's woven in isn't super intricate. You know, it's it's fairly straightforward. You know, got to do this to get to that. Yeah, it's a lot of got to get to do this place. Go to the next planet. Right. <laughs> like, 
yeah. I don't think the um, video game-ness of this show hurts it yet. I think it could in the long run. I don't think it hurt the last season either. Like, I just felt like it helped for us to get comfortable with the language of the way that this show was going to communicate with us, and we were going to work with it. And now I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm searching for a little bit more, and I feel like when you get to this half-hour episode that's such a cliffhanger, it feels very Star Wars, but it also feels... Um, uh, well, we got to talk about more of this episode. So, yeah. I... Well, the, the last thing I'll say about it, though, I think what you're kind of alluding to is like this with this show being episodic weekly, that they're weekly drops. I think, you know, if this was 33 minutes and then you went and clicked and watched the next one, it probably wouldn't feel that bad. But because you have to wait a whole week and it leaves you wanting more has that good and bad effect. It, it, like, yeah. we want more, but, like, yeah. and we're going to get more. But not but for yeah, a week. Having, <laughs> not for a week. And, and you know, maybe if they end up doing more spin-off shows and we have a, a, a bunch of Star Wars content, it won't feel as bad. But right now when it's like, but there's only two more weeks and then we don't know when we're getting Star Wars back again, it, it's tough. Yeah. We're going to talk, we're gonna have to talk about that as, as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's dive into spoilers. It's fucking a shit ton happened in this episode. Yeah. Um, let's try to play the um, plot game for this episode. In uh, <laughs> as few words as possible, uh, Matt, what is the plot of this episode? What happens? So I'd say the log line is essentially Mando takes Grogu to the planet for the Seeing Stone and meets... An old, I wouldn't say an old friend, but someone, an old friend in the Star Wars world, in the Star Wars folklore, um, and then trouble arises. Yeah, you, yeah, you're you're there, man. You you got it. You win. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, we're well, on this, Typhon. This episode's called the 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 tragedy. That was also. rough. Yeah. So like, see, seeing. I like that sometimes they reveal the episode titles in advance. I don't know if you noticed this, but on Disney Plus, they like don't have. It just says the chapter names now. Really? Like when you click it, so it, you don't actually see the name of the episode until you watch it, oh. which is smart. Um, but yeah, the tragedy, which there is definitely actually several tragedies. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, this is. This seems. This seems like a big blow from the Empire. I think that we forget at times that the empire is supposed to be badass and that, yeah. like they die a lot and they make for hilarious scenes, but they also blow shit up occasionally. And this one was a great episode for the empire and it was not so good for our team. Right. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the first return of the empire. Not, not, not the first return, but like way it's actually kind of flexing like the empire that we're used to seeing. Yeah. This is kind of empire strikes back. Yeah. In a way. Um, because, yeah, they, I mean, they've been a threat, and I think AJ and I talked about this before, that all through the first season, you, you feel like they're small and that they're not out there that much, but, like, they're a big presence still, and they're kind of everywhere. Um, but Moff Gideon definitely has resources, and he's got this big... I mean, it's it's not a Star Destroyer. What do, I mean, it's like some sort of cruiser. It's some kind of cruiser from Rebels. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So, it, okay, so but so you're saying the Empire is, like, kind of lurking in the shadows, but Mando's not really aware of it? I mean, they're, I mean, in the beginning, he, he, like, isn't Carl Weathers' character, or not Carl Weathers, Warren Herzog, isn't he, like, an Imperial person? I think Mando is. is more aware than Fennec and Boba Fett, because I think it was really Boba Fett flying Slave 1 towards the cruiser, where he's like, oh, my God, they're back, I can't believe it. Um, and that that maybe makes more sense because he's kind of he was just, he was on Tatooine he's, he, he's, he was in the Starlight Pit he's getting uh, Aaron straight <laughs> they're back very hot Harry Potter he's eating crate dragon ribs on the side of the fucking Dune Sea over there you know, yeah. hoping for a Womp Rat yeah I mean I think and on the other side of things I feel like the New Republic and this is kind of like the what we see end up happening with the sequel movies where it's like the new Republic is kind of like, no, no, they're not really there. Like they're exactly. They, they, and like the guy from last week, um, the X-Wing pilot, like he, he has a, a hunch that something's going on. Um, and maybe there's like a spinoff in the future where he, him and Cara Dune are like 
part of like the beef, the formation of the resistance because they believe that the empire is out there and is a threat. But right now, I feel like the leadership and the government don't really want to acknowledge it. Right. Okay, I, but I feel yeah. you. I, I'm. I don't know. I like Moff Gideon, and I like uh, the the presence that they're building. I, I thought it was really uh, intense. Um, but it was also something I, I didn't expect to happen this way. I can't tell you how many videos I saw on YouTube. It was like, we're not going to be on Tython for a while. <laughs> I thought the same thing. You know? I feel like we said that like, Oh, it'll be like the penultimate or like the final episode of the season, but they went for they it just yeah. went right there. They just went right there, which is kind of, I don't know. I thought like the quest to get him to the, the seeing stone would be a little more than just like flying over. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, okay. I, I, something we've never really had to deal with in star Wars is like the, uh, this California location <laughs> that they, this, the second half of this episode is shot at. Uh, cause Sorry. these are like Joshua tree. Like, yeah. Like, like <laughs> this, these locations happen a lot in like star Trek. Oh, Trek. It's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> But it's never really come to Star Wars yet. We've always had enough locations that looked alien enough to be really out there. And yeah. I think that, like, when you were watching it, did like did that take it away from you? Because, like, I feel like certain shots, I'm like, okay, we're on this different planet, Tython. And then a few other shots of, like, we can go get some tacos about 10 minutes from here. That's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I think when I'm watching the show, I'm pretty, like, in it, you know? Like, yeah. I think they do a pretty good job of masking it um but yeah like when they're on the ground you see some plants and stuff that look a little more familiar and the terrain but you know i i believe it's a planet <laughs> yeah i mean to me like the thing that i actually appreciated about this one is that you could tell they were actually on location whereas a yeah, lot of the show exactly. was yeah. shot in the in the volume so it's like For sure. all right that's cool they they decided that this was this warranted like actually scaling a hill or a mountain um, yeah. So, yeah. But it, it did feel like that, like, one spot that's been in, like, every episode of Star Trek. <laughs> right. But but let's go back for, for a second to the title and kind of how this episode starts. And we'll, we'll go a little chronologically because, you know, I think the, um, the, the scene with Mando and Groku in the beginning, you know, really still kind of pulling on the heartstrings and flexing. Yeah you know, their relationship and him starting to realize, like, I may have to, you know, leave you at this point, um, kind of sets up the whole episode in a nice way. Yeah. And the other thing about that is that this show sometimes has a, has a problem of like expositing and like, and <laughs> because he wears a mask and we can't see what he, his feelings are yeah. like, the fact that they have like a stronger connection this year because he's like, you know, he's on a mission to bring him to the Jedi, yada, yada, yada. But like their, their bond is strengthening along the way. He's talking to him. And so we know what he's feeling now, Yeah, which like means a lot for the show. And you kind of care about the characters more, but it, it make, makes the end of the episode all that more heart wrenching. It does. It's, it's really there to set up, you know, what's going to happen at the end. And like, as soon as I yeah. saw the title card tragedy, I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Uh, so <laughs> they land on this planet. I liked the, I liked the temple aspect of it. I don't, it didn't look like the video game sequences from Knights of the old Republic yet. Right. Like it's, they're getting there, I'm sure. But this was just like a very generic, cool, ancient temple with a rock. Very similar to Octu, right? Like, like that they they're both based on like these powerful places, you know, that you sit and connect to the Force. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there are some other places in in like the animated shows that like these ancient Jedi temples that are these planets have a, a strong light side energy kind of thing, and and so that's why Grogu is able to sit there and channel it and send out this beacon which was a really cool effect yeah um and it, you know seeing him sitting there like with his legs crossed with his fingers i'm like he looks like yoda which is cool yeah, yeah. um good, nice callback um are we disappointed that we didn't see who he's reaching out to well you don't get grogu's pov in the show which is i think sometimes a detriment because like you want it you want it we all want to know what he's trying to what he's saying 
Right. You know, and we know he can communicate now. So like telepathically through the force. So like, what is he, well, who is he talking to? And the idea that he's communicating with the entire galaxy, right? right. Yeah. Like that he's sending out a, a beam through the force to the entirety of the of hundreds of millions of stars, all the, maybe there's a Jedi out there to train him, you right. know? I'm not disappointed that we haven't seen it yet. I, I feel like the other shoe's going to drop um, on that maybe by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like there are some candidates for for who that could be. Um, on, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, it could be Ezra Bridger from Rebels because they've been teeing up a lot of those characters and, and that could be a possibility. Um, it could be like what's the guy's name from the video game cal yeah um uh the the other one that's been popping up that for a long time i was like no i can't they they can't do that but i have a a theory that maybe could make it happen with mace windu because everyone's always been like oh no body no death with him but like how cool would it be if we actually saw boba fett interact with mace windu maybe try to get revenge for his father, which they did in the clone wars, but it was like, not that good. But like now that they have that there, that they could like, if, if Boba Fett is part of Mando's crew now, like there, that's some tension. Right. (laughs) Like if if, um, uh, Mace Windu shows up and I'm sure Sam Jackson, I mean, he said he wants to come back and give it another shot. I don't know if this is the place for it though. (sighs) Matt, you want to go first? (laughs) You're the guest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did, I did read something that alluded to that. I mean, it's cool. It's a high profile character. It's a high profile actor. Um, and it would be kind of fitting in a way because, you know, we are bringing another legacy character back. Um, do we need it? I don't know. Um, we may not. I, I kind of want to see someone else, but I mean, Mace Windu is so fucking cool. It'd be, be awesome to have him back in this world it feels like way too fan servicey for it does real thing it does but there's like there's definitely story elements that could connect the dots there but i i also wouldn't be mad if they just created a brand new character i think that would also be super interesting yeah they should just create a brand new character like why does it have to be one of these four or five people we know of there could be someone else that's not in the world that could be fucking badass i i agree with all those points and i like the your character interaction between Boba Fett and and Mace Windu that you set up in that Frank, that's awesome. I don't want Mace Windu to come back because it, uh, the death of Mace Windu is Anakin's turn to the dark side. Yep. And like good or bad, um, you know, if you want to bring Mace Windu back, you kind of negate, you know, how important that moment is and, and what that, what that really does in setting up, anakin's future so i i hope that they don't bring mace windu back i think that that's very interesting the main person i think who could come back that's not likely but like the theories i've seen that made sense were yaddle um Mm. because of the she was originally on the council in episode one she has a whole write-up about her then she disappears in episode two and three she left the jedi order because Mm. grogu is her son and she's not she's too attached so she can't do this anymore, and now she has to move on. And then she can come out of the shadows and take Yoda, take Grogu. Um, but I also understand that that would be very intense because where was she for everything else? You know, and we right. definitely could have used her. So they're gonna have a big problem with the everything else part. So that's why I hope that they go with um, somebody, somebody we know but maybe we don't know enough about that it makes other shit weird or wrong no matter who it's gonna be if it's a jedi there needs to be some backstory on where they were during order 66 and the the civil war like and the rise of uh the rebellion because it's like well why weren't they there helping out like whether it's yaddle whether it's mace windu whether it's some other random jedi the one that they have an excuse for is ezra like rebels does set that up yeah he's in the unknown regions and that's why he's not in the in the original trilogy but to me that him while as much as i want to see it i just don't think that his story 
should take place on the Mandalorian. I think that needs to be its own show, and they they need to like it would be another like oh yeah, this is the I don't spring- want to train you. <laughs> but in the larger sense, and we can get to this point because we're all together. This is the springboard for all those ideas. Like if if they want to make more live action Filoniverse IP. I think that it's going to come through the language of the Mandalorian before they can get to the next step, because the, I don't think that the Mandalorian is a stylized star Wars TV show. And I think that those could exist. And I think that there could be different kinds of star Wars TV shows. And it, to me, like everything that they're doing, like that, this whole operation of the Disney streaming stuff is such an experiment because it, it, it has to maintain that cinematic value. You believe it and you feel it when you see the big blue beam in the sky, even though we're in this, you know, t- we're in California, but they're doing this thing and it, you feel the the effects, you feel it look good. I don't want them to diminish how many people they have in this universe to just make out all these shows. So I think that they've been very strategic about what shows they've said. Like they were waffling on Obi-Wan for months, years, Right before yeah. it got totally confirmed, and he came out and said we're doing it. I don't think there. Is, I saw one report that Ahsoka's uh, Rosario Dawson is signed on for three movies, and I'm like, three movies? She's. I, I saw show. three seasons. Three seasons. I saw three seasons. Yeah. Wow. Which I don't know. I mean, that could happen for her own show, but yeah. Can, can I piggyback off of that thought, AJ? Yeah. Yes. So. Okay. Yes. Yes. This is kind of the first, and yes, this is. I guess the the baby and the incubator and what everything else is going to spin off of. But I do hope that future Star Wars television is different than this, um, especially the Obi Wan series. Like, I don't think you just plug in the same formula with you have here and then you get the Obi Wan series. I think that needs to be denser and more dialogue driven and more, you know there's so much more humanity there. Whereas Mando is a very kind of almost sterile type character um, going throughout the the world and seeing different things. Whereas, you know, Obi-Wan's lived a whole crazy fucking life um, through the rise and through the rise and fall of, you know, the star Wars that everyone kind of knows. So I, I do hope that those two shows while having, you know, I I'm sure they're going to share a lot of similarities and, maybe, you know, directors or, or style or even how it's captured. But I do hope that there's, um, they learn from this and can make that and can make that next show better. I hope so too, man. I, it's interesting to me. I I really like the way that they did the documentary shows. I'll be curious to watch all of them. Frank said that they're all dropping on the same day on Christmas. No, no, no. They're starting on Christmas. Oh, they're starting on Christmas. I, at least that's what I've seen. I, so, like, it's probably like how it was last year where they had a weekly episode drop. So, they'll probably just try to keep us rolling. Like, so yeah, it, it's yeah, the yeah. week after the show is done. So, it's like, okay, here's the first. I don't know how many there are, but um, yeah, so that's happening, which is exciting. It's, you know, again, I, I kind of want some more of that stuff in between as, as things have been popping up. But it, I mean, the other it, thing that's cool is go ahead. No, no, sorry. I should say they should drop the one for the episode after the episode airs. Yeah. Except like the, the what we, I think we said this before is like the themes of those episodes were different. It wasn't like, Oh, let's break down episode one. It yeah, was like, it was let's like, talk about directors. Right. Let's talk right. About the, the cast, whole, the whole overarching thing for the season. Yeah. yeah. I get it. So who knows what, what uh, tactic they're going to take this time around because if they did the same thing, it could be less interesting. All right. The one thing I will say is that StarWars.com has had some pretty cool interviews. I'm hoping they have another one this week. One they had with Katie Sackoff a few weeks ago, one with Rosario Dawson. So it'd be really cool if they had, like, Tamara Morrison. Tamara Morrison. Because we have yet to talk about motherfucking Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> so, like, th- this is this is really what I was aiming at. This is a legacy OG original trilogy Star Wars character that is brought back to life through Star Wars television. And the amount of time that he's on screen, he is more badass than he's ever been in yeah. any of the movies. Right. They did such a good job. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny to... because the, the folklore of Boba Fett is kind of like, 
they don't really know why people loved him in the original. Like, they, it was kind of like, he's just kind of there. He does a couple cool things, but, like, he's a pretty, like, you know, peripheral character. He makes his debut in the motherfucking holiday special. Like, <laughs> as an animated character. Like, he's, and then he comes into the thing, and all we know is he likes disintegrations, and then he's taking Han Solo away in his cool ship. That's, yes. like, that's as much as you get. But somehow he got, like, so much Star Wars clout. He did, and he literally the entire Mandalorian show wouldn't exist without him. Like the Mandalorian culture, you're totally all of right. That it's uh, the look and style of like the stormtroopers and the clones. It's all based off of him. Like, I mean, not the stormtroopers, but do you think that they got as big of a payoff here as they would have gotten with a Boba Fett movie that we know that they were talking about for a couple of years? Well, we don't know because it sounds like he's going to be in at least the last two episodes. Yeah, at least the next one, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, whatever 10-minute action sequences we got with him was fucking badass. You know, it would have been cool to see him crawl out of the Sarlacc pit. Everyone would have loved <laughs> to see that. I mean, there's no reason they can't do that still, though, right? Like, if they're they're hanging out on Slave One and they're, like, flying along, it's like, so what happened to you, man? It's like, well, let me tell you a story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see his, like, armor, like, all acid. Like, I don't know. They could do it. I, I don't know if I needed a Boba Fett movie, yeah. and, and when this when the Mandalorian show became what it became, out of that, like I think this is a more interesting story, and the fact that they, they were able to bring him in is kind of cool, and right. like let him ride off into the sunset. I, I, I there are definitely questions that I want answers to, but I mean, to me, one of the big things that was revealed here is that he, like the man, like Din Djarin, is a foundling. And basically, like, because in Star Wars canon beforehand, they were basically saying that um, Boba Fett and Jango Fett weren't true Mandalorians. But here they've kind of retconned that and said, no, no, no. Uh, Jango was a foundling. Therefore, Boba's a foundling. His father fought in the Civil War and the armor's legit. Like, I, I think that, you know, it would have been really hard for them to, like, write themselves out of that corner. Uh, it's like, uh, Mando, your ship just blow up and... He's your only write-off. Do you really want to fight him <laughs> over that armor? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I don't think Din Djarin was killing Boba Fett for Slave 1. I don't think that was going to happen on the TV show. Um, no. But to that yeah. point, he doesn't he say, um, you know, my allegiance is to nobody now? So, like, what happened? True. What happened? He got thrown into a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> right, but, that's, but that's, well, that has nothing to do with him being a Mandalorian. He got his ass kicked by fucking Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, everything else that they've shown about Boba Fett, like, in the Clone Wars show... Um, he's in Clone Wars? He's, not, he's in Clone Wars as a kid, and it's like, most of that stuff is not very interesting. Um, but I just feel like, yeah, he's he his path was to become a bounty hunter, not a Mandalorian. And so that's True. why... I, I feel like he's got a little bit of a loophole that, like, yeah, I'm from that culture. I, I earned this art. This armor is, like, mine by right, and you can't take it away from me. But I'm not, I, don't, I have no interest in, in the Mandalorian culture. I want to be a bounty hunter. Right. I love that they did the exact callback line to Attack of the Clones. I thought that was fucking badass. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way and get in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Uh, and love that he was bald. Oh my God. Great. A good <laughs> Boba Fett doing great work for a good guy. Bald characters. Now. Uh, thrilled out of my mind. Um, the gaffy stick, the gaffy stick. Oh my God. That was, <laughs> he was just, brutal, man. Yeah, let's just talk about the action sequence with Boba Fett for a second. So some of the best and most brutal star Wars action we've seen to date Period. by far. Yes. By far. So not only was he proficient and badass with that stick, I mean, seeing the fucking Stormtrooper helmets crack, you know, yeah, and oh just like headshot after headshot, he was just <laughs> brutal, was fucking awesome, it was so well choreographed. And then when he gets his armor back, having all the, the trinkets, the rockets, and oh, galore, yeah. all that, I mean, was just so satisfying. I love that moment where he's like, he's up right next to the razor crest he's like hmm <laughs> i guess i'll just run it and grab it yeah. he's not gonna mine no big no big deal um, uh it so was awesome i have a question about his armor actually 
Yes. Something that he said was, so if this armor was passed down from Django, mm. so I guess it's implied that he painted it then Correct. to look like the, the Boba Fett armor that we've always known and loved. Right. Probably to yeah. take it so it wasn't didn't look like Clone War armor. I guess so. I, I guess I never made that connection before, but they kind of outlined that here. Um, I love how just weathered it looks. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's like bullet like holes in the top of the helmet and just the paint's like barely there and you can see yeah and he's got such a dad bod such oh a dad yeah gosh. it barely fits him <laughs> <laughs> like, like it was 30 years ago or we're five actually not 30 it probably been like five years ago right it was yeah he was in the sarlacc pit like five years ago so fine how he got fatter in the desert great that's cool <laughs> That's good for him. He must he, have he killed another he, great dragon. He must have gotten out of the pit pretty early, right, to survive that. Yeah. And yeah. And was wandering for that long. I guess so. I mean, and the other thing is, now we know that the figure that was standing over Fennec Shand in like episode five of last season yeah. was Boba Fett. Right. So, so he was at least out then and uh, even the backstory we got with Cobb Vanth like some time had passed that it wasn't like oh they just found this armor immediately like I, I don't know I, I, he must have gotten out and how I, I do want to know how he lost his armor I think that's interesting right. um, but but yeah so Fennec Shand is also back she's uh, Migna Wen like she's not dead she's got these this cool like cybernetic stomach now I guess yeah, I didn't know they good, could do that reveal. it was cool <laughs> Um, every, everybody's got a little bit of cybertronics in them in Star Wars, you know, like people got, people got fake hands, people got fake legs. Yeah. You know, um, back, back to that action sequence for a second. Cause it's still just like the one thing that I'm just like, oh man, that was so fucking satisfying. Um, when he shoots the rocket and. Oh, at the, the trooper loaders. Yes. Yeah. The trooper loaders. And then like the camera pans back and like he turns around and just like looks at the cat. It's like, it's literally star Wars porn. It's yeah. Like, it's yeah. such like fans are, it's like that whole sequence is just so choreographed to be like, he's doing the thing that you dream of him doing. It's star it's, Wars porn. It, it, it absolutely is. And that's what this show like has, when it does it, it has, it's why it's so um, careful about when you get to these moments, these big payoff moments is like, you know, it has to feel right. And like when he turns around and you see his crest and he's like over his shoulder, like that's a fucking pick. That's a, those are kids bed sheets. You know what I mean? Like they make things that are epic. And this episode felt very epic in scale. And, uh, you know, it, it, it rocked like watching it. I was standing up like I was like, this is crazy. What's happening <laughs> uh, when slave one fucking flies over the uh, temple? Well, that's what's like also so cool because we hadn't seen slave one like we we saw boba fett at the end of the first episode the season and we're like yeah there's a sliver of chance that it couldn't it, maybe it wasn't him but as soon as you see slave one you're like oh it's totally him and we know we have, who that is yeah and and now that's their primary ship because r.i.p the razor crest yeah yeah the, i loved the razor crest it was a great it was a great ship um it was designed beautifully I think it's kind of interesting because there's a ton of toys of the Razor Crest right now. Yeah, I feel bad for those kids. I, I don't know what they're gonna do there. I mean, yeah. either they'll he'll get another one, or I don't know. But you don't go to like the dealership planet in Star Wars, right? We don't see Star Wars car shopping, do we? <laughs> like, you know, like people would watch it. I would definitely watch. I'd watch a whole like infomercial about the different ships you could get. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like some alien. Some Nemordian guy with like a cheap suit is like, "Hey, man, <laughs> check out the AC90." I hope Boba doesn't give him Slave One because that could happen. That'll probably happen. Uh, that could well, probably we, happen. They're kind of setting. We it also, up. we also don't know what's gonna happen to Boba Fett, right? Like, Boba Fett like, can't right, die. He could in die. The no, he could. He could die, but he, totally he could. could. <sighs> I don't want Boba Fett to die in the main. He can only be resurrected. He has to die in his own project. Maybe. So, and, and like for him to get another ship that looks like Slave One, I don't. I don't know. I, I think what what'll be interesting is how much this like team of Avengers like sticks together for, and for how long, right? Oh yeah. So, so I mean, we've already the the three characters from this episode. He's going to get um, 
Mayfeld, he's Bill Burr's character, he's breaking him out of prison. What's unclear is whether Cara Dune is joining them or not. Doesn't look like she yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Bo-Katan is showing up again. They're both on the same path. They want to find Moff Gideon. So Ahsoka, no Ahsoka. I, think, I don't think so. I don't think Ahsoka. But that's, like, still, that's a pretty badass crew. And so how... Yeah, it all depends on how this season ends and, and what characters survive and what characters don't and and what allegiances shift. Because um, we don't... If they do have a Jedi character pop up, like, again, not that Mace Windu would be the one. Like, it, it means so much different because if, if Grogu is now going to go train with a Jedi, like, are we going to follow that story or are we going to follow Mando? Right. I mean, and that's what you're like, they almost tease at that in this episode. We're like, Hmm, what, what does this show become if Grogu and Mando are not like, you know, buddy palling around the galaxy, you know, it becomes right. a different thing. Or is that just like a shorter one-off episode or two episodes where they're separated and that they, but the, even then, then that changes the whole dynamic of the show. I feel like it's going to have a little bit of the original trilogy effect where like Grogu is to Luke, Mando is to Han and this Jedi is Obi-Wan and like, he'll have someone train him for a while, but he may not have that person forever. But what's the, what's the, what would be the thing that would keep Grogu and Mando together long-term other than, you know, the affection that they have for each other? I mean, just that, protect them maybe I, I i don't know because it all depends on what what happens with moff gideon here right, right. like does moff gideon got use him. the dark troopers to steal grogu oh <laughs> can we talk about that for a second because we didn't we didn't really yeah. touch upon it but also no. the dark troopers so it, they're just four iron men that just come down from <laughs> yep. they're, they're ultron bots they're, exactly they're, they're literally iron man like you saw <laughs> the rockets coming out of the guy's feet and arms i'm like that's just iron man <laughs> it's fast yeah but that i think they're based off of uh was it dark forces or, or one of those older games they, they existed but like i think the fact that we got them teased before and then they they showed up here we got to see them do something crazy and badass because they, all they did was fly in and steal the baby right very like, slowly too like they, they got down <laughs> they're like slowly walking to grab him mando's like trying to fucking get up this fucking cliff he can't He's not moving quick enough. He took off his jetpack. Why did he put his jetpack back on? He should have put his jetpack back on immediately. Immediately after yeah. the transaction was over. Put your backpack on. Your jetpack. Let's go. And then, because plot, guys. Because plot. Yeah, because, because plot. plot. And, then, uh, and then off, off Grogu goes. I, it was super satisfying to see Grogu... Uh, choke out those stormtroopers. <laughs> that was great. Throw him around. You're that like, oh, great. he's uh, he's leveled up. You clearly see, like, he leveled up from his force experience. Oh, for yeah. sure. And uh, but like, he's I I love that Moff Gideon says the thing that we all know is that he gets so sleepy when right. he uses the force. <laughs> a time, baby. <laughs> um, and then he flexes a dark saber at him. And he's like, you're not, you don't know how to use these yet. Yeah, he's pulling on it. He was trying to take it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I don't okay, think that, so I don't we... think that's good for Grogu. No, 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 no. It's not until you know until he has people come save him. But what do we think Moff Gideon's master plan is? You know, extracting the DNA. What is that? Is that for the Emperor? Yes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I think it probably is. Um, it's either the blood, like, I don't know. Like, are they going to take so much? They're not going to kill off Grogu. They can't do that. But are they going to take so much that he's like no longer force sensitive? That could be a thing. He loses his abilities for a while. Um, or, and like, they talk about like a volunteer. I, I wonder if there's somebody in the middle, like it's like an inquisitor level, like not a, a, a Sith, but somebody that, will now be force sensitive and is a threat because right. like, I can't see them. Yeah. The ultimate goal is to resurrect the emperor, but which we maybe, know happened from episode nine. Right. But maybe there needs to be like a successful attempt. Like they're not going to do that first with the emperor. Right. And it, like, Oh, it works. Like they need to have like a test case where it works. And maybe there's some new badass like 
dark side wielder that yeah there could be mando and there could be an apprentice um uh-huh. of some kind yeah or maybe he's doing it for himself like maybe moff gideon wants force abilities mm. sure i don't know i i i think this is this is bad um because because be- like moff gideon is very darth vader looking yeah maybe he's like Maybe he wants to be like him, like uh, he's very else. he's very Darth Vader looking, but I think that's more about aesthetics more than it is about the Force. Yeah. Um. But I I'm I think I mean he could be a, he could be a Force user. He does wield a lightsaber, but he does. Um. I don't know if he uh you know knows how to use it. We, we and it's not like we've really seen him use it really crazily yet. Um. So we don't know. Uh. I think that this foretells bad news for Grogu. I think that ultimately. Uh, we had a really good couple of seasons with him and I could see that the emperor kind of uh, the empire tightening their grip around him to uh, use him to do bad things or that he could potentially become bad uh, and, and dark side Grogu dark side Grogu. And there's a lot of uh, just empty space where, you know, we, we just don't know yet. And I definitely think that, uh, the name drop character from last week's episode, Thrawn, is going to be the big bad coming up at the end of the season. And as far mm. as we know, he's not a Force user, correct? Correct. Right. So you still need that other middle person that Frank is alluding to. And I, you know, these Siths, they're usually the rule of two. And when they do that, when there's ever a third person, that third person gets cut down. I think that's going to be Grogu. Ooh. Well, we'll see. I mean, only two episodes left this season. It's it, it's kind of – I don't know. If, if this episode ends on such a, a down note, like will the, the season end on a down note? Or is there going to be some sort of way to re- uh, like rescue him but at what cost kind of thing? They might try to do a cliffhanger type end of season two to keep people – not engaged because everyone's obviously still going to be engaged, but like you know, there there were a couple of Game of Thrones seasons where they ended, and then you were like, "What the fuck? I have to wait a whole fucking year to see what happens next." They might they yeah. might do one of those, you know, yes. a la Episode Eight, a la you know Empire Strikes Back. Sure, that's it's possible. And I mean, the thing that we don't know is like, at what speed are they going to be able to churn out these shows? Like all whether any other spinoffs are happening. I know that they're. Um, I think Obi-Wan starts filming early 2021, Yeah, but you know, with COVID still a big thing, like a a lot of, uh, productions have been able to resume and have gotten by and it it just, will we have Mandalorian back next fall? Yeah, we do now. For sure. Probably. They make this in a laboratory. Yeah. This is, (laughs) this is in a vacuum. Um, and they did, I mean, they did it this year. This was shot this year. I hope that they've resolved all their issues and they figure out because they were having trouble between Pedro and Filoni and Favreau. And I hope that they fucking figured that shit out. What was the trouble? Because Pedro wants to do more of the stunts and more of the acting and they don't want him to. And I think that they like the ability that because he's masked when you do the stunt work, it looks really seamless and it's really one to one. And that was the reported issues while shooting episode two. And that's why Pedro Pascal is in a lot more of, se- of season two than he was kind of in season one. Um, so it's also a lot less action on the part of Mando. There's other people doing the action with him, you know, a lot less flamethrower, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot less flamethrower for sure. I, I want more of it. I-, I think this is a great thing. I look forward to this. I, I thrive on the simplicity of it because we haven't built out the Star Wars universe yet in the minds of the general public of like everything that, you know, Frank could understand or make show you a map of the galaxy and explain what the inner outer rim core systems and what the unknown regions are. I could not do that. <laughs> you know, like uh, the general person in Star Wars doesn't know that. So like once they start showing the different aspects of it and building it out, then you'll have more advanced stuff, and the Knights of the Old Republic, I'm sure, will be all hoity-toity stuff. Are the are, are the Knights of the Republic? Do you think that's going to be a TV show? I think it'll be, those will be movies. I think those will be movies. If they if movies even exist, I mean, we could kind of talk about it here. The this week, 
tons of stuff happened. David Prowse died. Dave, Darth Vader on screen. Darth Vader died. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's very sad. Uh, it's very interesting to go back and watch the old cuts of David Prowse doing the dialogue of Darth Vader. Uh, <laughs> it's is that what you watched this week? I know you watched episode. No, four. no, 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 no. I watched episode four, but you could go watch all the clips. Okay. There's some really good ones. There's one where he's like, "Tear the ship apart, and we'll find." Like, there's. It's very funny. It's well, very... It, I I watched Empire of Dreams earlier this year, the documentary on yeah. the original series, and and there are some clips in there where yeah. where he's talking, and it's like, it's like, like oh, God. aren't we glad they got James Earl Jones? <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, that, that was a little bit sad, but then also we love going to the movies. That was, you know, a good way we all used to like hang out in the before times long, long ago. Um, all of the WB slate will be released streaming as well as in theaters on the same day. Um, it sucks. HBO max. HBO max. So it's, this started with wonder woman, 1984, that they were going to release on Christmas day. And it will be available for a month um, after that release. Uh, but now at all of their movies next year are doing that. And uh, it's it's I have mixed feelings about it. I think we all do. Yeah. I heard an interesting argument that was um, for, in, in favor of it that I heard from uh, uh, Chris something, Chris Truckman. He said that the reason some of the theaters, you know, had a hard time was they have to always have to turn over you know, profits from the movie sales to the studios. If the movie studios are going to be releasing the, th- the movies on streaming the same day, couldn't the studios take less away from the theaters and then the theaters could t- make more profit off the sale of tickets if and when those tickets would be mm-hmm. sold? Well, I mean, and the other thing is like movie ticket prices in the theaters have only been going up like exponentially i feel like they from when we were kids to to now it's like so much more expensive and granted the experiences are different you know you've got imax you've got all the other rear projections and 3d but if if it's going to be that much harder for them like our ticket price is going to be like 40 dollars. are they going to be like you know going to a baseball game like I don't know. Um, I think they're going to have to lower ticket prices to entice people to get back into see movies. I, Absolutely. I totally agree. But they're going to lose a lot probably that way. I, you know, and I said this in our text chain. It's like, I I want to see these movies. And yep. to see things continue to get kicked down the road is really sad. Like, that's what happened all of 2020. And, you know, the couple of things that have come out, like Tenet, like, I don't, none of us have seen that, right? Like I, that would have been a cool movie to go see in theaters. We were all looking forward to go see Tenet in a theater. There was no other way right. we would have talked about it other than for us right. know, on a different coast to go into a movie theater for two or three hours with Christopher Nolan and his crazy mind and then yeah. think about it and then come out. We would have talked about it for weeks. It was It's supposed to be awesome. People st- love it. I, I can't – I'm sad I have to – I didn't get the theater experience, but I'm excited to get it in the 4K – and I, I, you know, and and we'll see it that way. And you know, hopefully, we can. It's te- it's a temporary thing. I I hope that we can go back and that the vaccine works, and then we can get back into these theaters before they'll close down and go kaput. I and then and then it'll be interesting to see the people who that you know people said this too that you know the people who didn't really care who weren't as interested will stay home on their couch and watch it. Whereas the people who are the enthusiasts who love the theater experience, they'll go. It'll be less packed, you know? Like, maybe it'll be Mm. a better, more, you know, rounded theater goer. I don't know. I think that'll be for 2021. But I think, I I don't know. I I can't see them doing this every year moving forward. No. No. I think this is because they have this slate and they're like, yeah, we could just hoard it for another year or we can let people go see these movies now, but also HBO max, you know, is not as robust, robust as Netflix. Like they don't, they're trying to still build up their subscription base. And a lot of, a lot of this is because of that. Definitely. It's a total, it's a great marketing move. It makes complete sense. You know, they have content on their platform. It hasn't been drawing people. I'm sure. Like, has anybody watched an HBO max original show this summer? That was, you know, which is weird, <laughs> right. but like I, but I love the HBO original content. So it's right. like I, yeah, I, like I just 
I watch all my HBO stuff on HBO Max. I don't know if that, like, I guess I could do that. I, I watch HBO. a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. Like, I was telling you guys, I've been watching Titans, and I watched almost all of Rick and Morty is on HBO Max. And, yeah. Um, just like I Chappelle show friends is on yeah. like I, I i find myself going there to that more than some other like i don't go to to prime as much as i go to hbo max like like it's uh, maybe my number two or three right now like yeah netflix is still up there but no i think HBO max I, have good 4k streaming content i think i don't know it no it, not, nothing 4k yet wonder woman is the first thing got it sweetos yeah netflix is actually maybe my three yeah it's going down <laughs> i think i think it's hbo max hulu netflix for me mm. uh, yeah i think i'm disney plus um i netflix, only watch hulu. mando on disney plus oh my god there's this great show called the right stuff on disney plus right now about the mercury astronauts yeah. And it's got Ooh. these actors who look like a couple of my friends from the Jersey City comedy scene. And <laughs> and they're like they're it's very interesting. Anyway, the show is really cool because it gives like the backstory of what like the astronauts were like going through as they were getting ready for all this shit. Um, it's like eight episodes, but it's in 4K and it looks like really, really awesome. The period uh, production design is pretty good. Um, yeah, the um they're constantly pushing back catalog stuff through Disney plus to back to be back on. Now all of the Pixar movies are in 4k. It used to be that up in a couple of the later two thousands, like HD Pixar movies, they didn't get upgraded for a while. They just got upgraded recently, but most nice. interesting to me, Pandora only HD, not 4k avatar, Pandora avatar, <laughs> fucking pandora I, um, <laughs> motherfuckers are gonna rip me apart. i haven't seen that movie since probably it came out <laughs> i would love to watch it in 4k because that's the only way i'm gonna <laughs> i'm not going to a theater to ever watch that motherfucker again yeah i walked out of that movie i walked out of avatar <sighs> i was too high <laughs> all right guys anything else that we want to talk about star wars oh, uh, about the, this episode or what else could happen this season or, or do we feel like we covered it all so there's always like with big kind of drama shows or i i guess any really great television i feel like the second to last episode is always really good you know the finales are hit or miss sometimes but usually the second to last episode sets up what's ever going to happen and you're always like does that like give like i need to know what happens it's always a really good yeah. episode so I don't want to say like predictions totally for the end of the season, but like, I mean, where do you think kind of what's your prediction? Where do you think this, uh, (laughs) question is that? So Frank. Okay. So, so one thing that we didn't mention this week's episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, he was so good. So Um, you could totally tell it felt, it felt it had gravitas. Yeah. It had gravitas. I think, this week and last week were big, big episodes. Um, honestly, I I kind of am tempering my expectations because I think next week's probably going to be Rick Famuyiwa. He's going to be the director. And it's probably going to be another, like, heisty break the guy out of prison episode. Mm. Okay. That's kind of where I feel like things are going. Maybe we'll get, like, half that and, you know, half onto the next mission. Um, but I feel like things might slow down and feel like a little bit more bottle episode, yeah. which, you know, the, the heist episode last season was great. Oh, so fun. Um, uh, and it felt very different. So maybe, maybe we'll get more of that. Um, it's definitely just going to be one thing. We know <laughs> about the show. they can only do one thing. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I think everything will come to a head in the finale. Yeah. I think, you know, the confrontation, I, I want to prediction, them... Frank, everything will come to the head in the finale. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna end <laughs> um, I, I think i think i want what i want to see is i want to see them on the star cruiser i want to see them like death starring like breaking them out yeah, like that's gonna be the last episode yeah Ooh. aj i want to see the dark troopers in action i want to see them blowing shit up i want to see them fighting I want to see Cardoon blowing some fucking imperial shit to smithereens. Uh, I want to see Bill Burr making some hilarious jokes. Um, and then I think he's going to die because I don't think he wants to come back anymore. But I think he likes <laughs> being the character. I think he likes the payday. Um, 
then I think that Grogu and Mando will not be reunited. I think that they will go off on their two different journeys for the end of this season, and then we will be questing after um, Grogu for season three a little bit, or not. I could could even see, like... They reunite. He finds a Jedi, and they they separate. And like next season is a little bit of like telling both stories and eventually coming back together. That'd that could be, be true too. That could be true too. I also think we see Thrawn in Episode Eight. Definitely. I w- eh. I want to see Mando fight Gideon. Yes. I want to see. I want to see Gideon fight. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to fight with the dark saber. Yeah, That's why I think Ahsoka is gonna come. That because yeah, he can fight. Yes, like she, Bo-Katan can fight Moff Gideon, but are you, I want to see Ahsoka fight Moff Gideon with the lightsabers. Yeah, I don't know because they're both white lightsabers. That would be really cool. White and dark. Yeah, yeah. that'd be that would be really cool. <laughs> I don't know. Would you? I would. I mean, we didn't get to talk about this too much, but. What do you, I mean, and you guys did a whole episode on it, but what did you guys think just quick overall of the Ahsoka Tana episode? Looking back on it, I wish that they had brought her along to the next planet. I think it would have been fun to have more of a ragtag group yeah. with her in it. Um, but I understand also not doing that and making that a backdoor pilot for the Ahsoka f- franchise. Frank? Yeah, I mean, I, I love Rosario as Ahsoka. I think... Um... She carries the, the presence um, and has that kind of wit and charm. Um, and, like, I I can still see, like, the Anakin Skywalker-ness in her. Um, oh, yeah. My, my only complaint is that, and, you know, I've read some articles about it, like, that her, her leku and her mantrals, like, her basically her head is a little bit smaller than it should be. But it was toned it, down for the stunts, Frankie. I understand. You couldn't but, do like, it. As, I understand, but like it doesn't. Right. It's still like I watched the episode. I actually, guys, I watched all of season two this week, <laughs> and so I watched the episode again. I was like, it was still bothering me, and it's fine. Um, I think the fact that she's got the contacts in makes a, a big difference. Um, yeah. She looks C- the can't part. Can't she be but... older? And then her her thing kind of came down a little bit. You know, got a little saggy, a little weathered. <laughs> yeah. Uh... She doesn't know. get the same, you know, Bendu or whatever just, you were talking just about. Just look at a shot of her from Rebels and and or like look at Ayla Sakura. No, not Ayla Sakura. Um, Shakti from, I guess, Attack of the Clones. Like an there was older... somebody on our Instagram who was saying that the makeup is really bad for Ahsoka. Yeah, I, I, I think the majority of the makeup's fine. I think it's just the the length of it and whatever. But I, I think she was badass at she, seeing her. I mean, we got the to white lights. Yeah, but we got to see. TV lightsaber action, and it was yeah, it was badass. It was well choreographed. The uh, we saw like new lightsaber tricks we haven't seen. Yeah, um, I, I loved when she like had it had them together yeah. and pulled them apart. Yeah. That was fantastic. <laughs> I thought her jumping over to the um the top of the gatehouse was like really awesome, and like that whole sequence where she's like popping off those guys on the top walkway, like that was just like really really well done. But I would have liked to have seen her go with them. I don't understand why she, what she had to do left on this planet that was more important than like dealing with Grogu, you know? Well, because I think what was not revealed is what the magistrate told her about Thrawn. So she's like, where is he? And it cuts away. And so I think, so, yeah, she's there. Yeah, so it does but... leave a window if Thrawn is in the last episode for her to potentially go find him. That's true that could be a way for her to pop back in. If, if, if all those dots connect together, <laughs> um, maybe I think it's a bit of a stretch to think that, uh, Gideon is working for Thrawn right now, but maybe, but the right. Okay. That makes sense. That makes yep. sense. All right. Well, guys, all right, guys. <laughs> take us out, Frank. <laughs> no, Stevie, you take us out. <laughs> Thank you guys for um, having me. This was fun. Yeah. I think we were a little all over the place, but in a good way. It's what happens when the three of us talk and talk yeah. Star Wars, and yeah. there's a lot of ping-ponging back and forth. So um, thank you for letting me flex my nerd muscles. And, uh, yeah, always a pleasure to be on the show. Of course. Thank you for thank joining. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So we are the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Um, you can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. You can find us online at www.longlostheroes.net. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, at LLA, uh, Long Lost Heroes podcast. Please rate and review. We really appreciate it. Um, find us on the socials at LLH Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, anything else for you, AJ? I am good. Thank you, guys. Yep. Happy Hanukkah. Thanks, Matt, for joining. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way.